0: International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. Hey you oh, guys so ready? ready? Yeah, I'm so totally ready. We we're actually just saying how ready we were. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs>
1: well that is impeccable timing on my part then. <laughs>
2: <clears throat>
1: oh man, how you doing Danny? You know, considering I'm doing alright. I'm doing alright. Alright, hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, the show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming. I am your host, Danny Kay. With me, as always, my wonderful, beautiful partner in crime,
0: Ren Dishyons. Hi, that's me. I'm Ren. Hello. What's happening, guys? Ren, how are you doing today? I'm so tired, <laughs> but I'm good. I'm doing great. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: And with us, our guest filling in for Mr. American Riot... So was y ein fan, a.k.a. fan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, what time, baby. Let's go. <laughs> fan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. There's a festival going on, so I'm hoping that no marching bands or cannons will interrupt my <laughs> audio feed. <laughs> also, here is hoping that there are no power outages this time. Yes. Uh, about
1: what time is it in Germany right now?
2: Um, well...
0: Uh, two, three, a.m. Oh, that's just in time to bring in the marching band. Let's go. Um, <laughs> uh, so
1: just like oh, kind of yeah. at the top here, um, last week I said American Riot was going to be our guest. Um, he is unfortunately, fortunately, unable to make it. Uh, because he had a child. His uh, wife. Congratulations. Des- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, his wife went into labor. Um. Phil wasn't Tuesday, it was Wednesday. <laughs> um, so I'm like, hmm, I should probably get a fill-in real quick. So Fan, big thank you to you um, to, for coming in and filling in. Uh, you actually approached me before I even sent
2: a message <laughs> because you're yeah, really I excited say just... that the, the whole loot box thing that we will talk about later in the show came up, and I was like, this is the perfect topic. I want some platform to discuss this. And if I can come on, then at least you have that topic then. <laughs> yeah. That, that's so then not... It just kind of happened that I'm here. But I said earlier to you that I would always be ready if you need someone. So, man uh, yeah. of my word.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so,
1: real quick, Fan. Uh, you've been on the show before, but why don't you tell anyone who might not be familiar with you uh, what you do, where people can find it, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, so I recorded a bunch of podcasts for my YouTube channel, youtubecom slash fan. If you can't spell that, just click on my name in chat, and you can follow the uh, panel links there. Uh, on Twitch, I'm currently making my way through Where the Water Tastes Like Wine because since the D Drive died, the game wants me to restart, so I just restarted. <laughs> uh, but mm. that's fine. That's fine. The game is good. I'll talk about the game a little bit later. But that's currently my. Whole th- Streaming thing. I hope that I get this game finished before October starts because October is horror game season, and that that means I can uh, no sell some horror games that are trying to scare me. But I'm not like (laughs) I don't scream at horror games. I'm like completely Mm -hmm. just deadpan analyzing them while I'm playing them. (laughs) So if you if you're up for that, then check out my channel Run October. Awesome. That's me,
1: currently. So links will be in the description. I gave him a shout out in the Twitch chat. So if you guys are watching us live, uh, check out that link, go pop him a follow. Um, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on, uh, Google podcasts or Apple podcasts, um, any of the other podcast platforms that we're on a link will be in the episode description, uh, for you guys to go give him a follow. Um, so once again, big thank you for staying up so late, uh, being in Germany, uh, and, uh, um, being willing to Germany, that's not well (laughs) late because you're in Germany, uh, and willing to fill in. Um, so we got a lot of shit to talk about this week. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's get it i'm just gonna hand it over to ren ren you've played probably one of the biggest releases this year um you're what i would call almost a mega fan
0: of the franchise Mm -hmm. yeah i'm pretty diehard about it yeah so uh if people do not know what we're talking about we're actually talking about borderlands three um and for those who also don't remember i actually did a like 12 hour subathon um on friday i believe uh just for my like two year stream anniversary and we actually played borderlands 3 throughout the entire time and uh i went for about 16 hours i have 35 hours of play time i had to check just to be sure but just over the course of like three or like maybe four days i have, I have 35 hours it's a little bit ridiculous um so if, if that says anything obviously i like the game that being said there's a lot of flaws i'm gonna get into those like there's a lot of flaws like i'm not gonna say this. this is definitely a polished AAA experience but just like off the top when when you think about borderlands you obviously think about guns you think about the combat and the combat is by far the best out of like the entire series like by a landslide no doubt um when it comes to like borderlands 1 and borderlands 2 a lot of the a lot of the enemy scaling if you could even call it scaling is realistically just boosting up their health And shields up to like unrealistic values. Where like when you when you get to Borderlands 2 endgame, it's it's pretty reasonable to hit like a couple million damage. Like that's that's a thing for like damage scaling reasons, just because the balancing isn't super great, so they kind of go with really fake ways of balancing the game. This one keeps everything in a lot more realistic, like damage values, where like At maximum, you're maybe hitting thousands. Like, it's not really anything super crazy. So, like, numbers are pretty easy to understand. Um, There's two new elements, which is actually in replacement to a previous element that was in Borderlands 2 known as Slag. So, for those who don't really know about the Borderlands series, um, there's there's three mainstay elements. There's uh, fire, there's shock, and then there's corrosive. And they're all essentially used for, like, flesh, shields, and armor in the degree. Um, and then Slag was meant as like a supportive status effect where essentially all it does is it boosts damage that's going to that target. And really in Borderlands 2, that actually made Slag pretty much just a mainstay, like almost a requirement in endgame. Like if you didn't have Slag, you weren't doing something right and you would struggle hard for it. Like you'd be unbelievably punished for it. And in my opinion, I feel like that's really faulty game design. I feel like I shouldn't have to rely on one specific status effect to even make the game playable towards endgame. Um, I'm so would already say max level. Most
2: developers need to pick up the slag?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so that's for that's for Borderlands 2 specifically. Like these, these are my gripes with Borderlands 2, and I'm kind of comparing the two. Um, t- scaling in Borderlands 2 was very fake. I always had a really big problem with it, and it, it was just, to me personally, it was frustrating that I couldn't choose a unique gun because it didn't have the proper status effect. And so it was like, okay, this gun's really cool, but it's not at all useful. Like, I can't, there's no way that I can use this effectively without, like, really going unbelievably hard into one really weird particular thing. Um, but anyways, so I'm already max level in, uh, in Borderlands 3. Because 35 hours have played a lot. Um, And so far, I don't feel the need to rely on these other two status effects. Which is Cryo, which is actually in pre-sequel. But never made it into Borderlands 2. Um, Essentially, you can slow and freeze enemies. It's really useful like utility mechanic. Um, And then there's Radiation. Which actually kind of acts as a lesser slag. Where uh, they still take increased damage. But it's not nearly to the degree of slag. And uh, when you actually kill an enemy that's radiated, they explode that that's Ooh. like the main mechanic so it, it adds like a lot more unique flair to just like oh you paint them purple and then you kill them which was just the way that slag was um so yeah definitely really cool on that front um i'm already at end game and the end game is actually really fun once you beat the game just like in uh, borderlands 2 you have access to true vault hunter mode but you also have access to another mode called Mayhem mode. And essentially what that is, is uh if you think of like um Path of Exile or Diablo, it's kind of like torment. It's kind of like the torment levels where it starts introducing more varied, uh special special mobs in a sense. Where like maybe they have immunity to cryo, or maybe they uh they they teleport a lot and things like that. They'll shrink and then they'll grow. So like When they start chasing you, they'll turn into like a pixel that's just running across the ground. And you're just like, please don't catch me. I can barely hit you. (laughs) I'm trying to market for my team. And like, I'm just hitting the floor everywhere. And it's it's, like really interesting in that regard. That's never been done when it comes to that game at all. Um, But yeah, overall, super cool. It also gives you access to a lot higher quality loot pools. Because Borderlands is a looter shooter. We all know this. We're all pretty well aware of it um on each mayhem level it actually increases all of the general loot quality by a certain percentage so there's mayhem one two and three and one i believe is uh i want to say about like a hundred percent like bonus quality so whites turn into greens and then greens tend to turn into blues and then so on and so forth and then you can go up to mayhem three which is the max and spoiler alert everything as murderous in mayhem 3 you're going to die a lot that's just how it is um but the loot quality goes up exponentially a loot quality on mayhem 3 is 500% better like you're actively when you're playing in that mode you're playing you're, you're essentially playing for legendaries you're playing to go find that little loot midget that's running around shoot him <laughs> kill him and then get six legendaries <laughs> off his corpse and you're just like well I'm just I'm racking in the bank now this is great um but yeah, that, that's essentially uh, Mayhem Mode. Mayhem Mode also... So, Mayhem Mode is kind of separate than True Vault Hunter. True Vault Hunter is like a, a expanded playthrough, I guess. It's a higher difficulty playthrough. Um, Mayhem Mode is accessible on both. So, if you have Mayhem Mode on normal, Mayhem Mode on normal is different than Mayhem Mode on true. So, essentially, in the grand scheme of things, I guess you could say that you could look at... It, like, it goes up to Mayhem 6, but not really. Um... But yeah, overall, much better change. Previously, instead of having a, like, Mayhem mode or anything like that, after true Vault Hunter mode, they had UVHM, which is, like, the real end game Ultimate Vault Hunter mode. And that's where Slag was heavily, like, hyper-reliant. That's where, like, if you didn't have a Slag weapon, you were actively screwing everybody you were playing with. Um, so yeah, I, I look at it as a change to instead of using Ultimate Vault Hunter, they completely just scrapped it and used Mayhem mode. I love it. I think that's going to definitely be a much better mainstay than UVHM as a whole. Um, and there's one thing that I, when I immediately started the game, you run into just as like standard with Borderlands games. You kind of run into a tutorial boss, in a sense. And uh, in previous games, bosses are more health tanks with not really interesting mechanics. I guess like the most interesting mechanics of a boss in Borderlands 2 was maybe Captain Flint. Where if he, like, did a certain thing, um, there were fire, like, grates, in a sense, like, across the arena. And they would occasionally just pop up and just fire off. And it's like, okay, those are pretty cool, I guess. But there's they're not really a hindrance. Like, they're, they're so blatantly obvious, and you're not going to be standing on them regardless. So it's not really, like, an obstacle. It's just sort of there as, like, aesthetic. In this one, however... A lot of boss fights you're not really feeling like you're fighting just a health tank with a gun that's just going to decimate you you're actually fighting the arena so a good example is uh, a character called mouthpiece who is one of the real bosses that you start up against and essentially you fight up you fight in a uh like a sound booth in a sense you're fighting in a giant sound booth there's music playing because it's it's a sound booth like there's music going on um and uh The way that he fights is he actually directs speakers that are all across the room to actually, like, go off. So the entire room is an obstacle, and you're trying to... You're essentially playing DDR in a room trying to kill a boss. That's the grand scheme of things. And I feel like that's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely one of the most interesting things that they've done when it comes to, like, boss fights by far. And all of the boss fights are like that. It's not just this one. Um... Even to the degree of, like, basic enemies having more unique fights. Like, Psychos in Borderlands 1 or 2 were literally just melee enemies that ran at you. That's it. There was no unique anything going on there. They, they occasionally threw weapons if they couldn't get to you. So if you're, like, standing on a rock and they have no way of pathing to you, they just start throwing their weapons at you. This one, they have lunging abilities. They, they'll they try to dodge attacks to a degree. Like, they're, they're actually, like... They're somewhat intelligent, which is definitely so much better than the previous Borderlands games, where every enemy sort of just feels the same. Like, it's very easy to, like, like the game, but then also just kind of lose interest after a bit. I I played the game for two months on stream, and I can already tell you right now, after the first month, I was kind of done. Like, I, I was like, okay, I get it, I get the loop, whatever um yeah, but all the fighting point, is interesting to that point uh, bottle 2
2: was the only one that i finished simply because tiny tina that was the only yeah reason.
0: <laughs> yeah um the the fighting was super interesting like just throughout the game boss fights were interesting um just like general fighting was interesting the gun sounds are phenomenal like the sound design is so good it is absolutely amazing and and you're probably thinking i'm talking this up a lot and I am because I also <laughs> have a vast amount of issues with this game. Like there's, there's oh boy, equally as many problems as there is good things. I feel like first off, if you're a diehard Borderlands fan, chances are one, you probably already picked up the game. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but, uh, <laughs> but if you like it, great. Um, but, uh, but too, you're definitely like you're, if you haven't picked it up already, you're definitely thinking about it like by far, even like I, I, while I am a diehard Borderlands fan, I was also really skeptical about the game. Um and gameplay-wise, like the actual game itself, great. The story's a little bit meh. I'm not gonna get into any spoilers or anything like that, but it feels very like just it feels almost like a cash-in, like, yeah, sure this happened. Whatever. You don't really feel necessary to the story. Like in, in Borderlands car, 2, you, you feel yeah in in borderlands 2 you feel it it does have that feeling as well we're like oh look there's brick and there's mordecai and there's like lilith and everybody and uh that's that's okay i guess um but the game itself like i didn't feel necessary at all even at one point and i know it's meant to be a joke but claptrap at one point says like hey if you die We just have millions of other ones to go take your place. And it's, like, meant to be a joke. And obviously, like, it's a joke. But at the same time, you kind of feel like that's true. You're just like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I'm probably not that necessary here. In Borderlands 2, you feel like you're helping out, like, all of the previous characters. Whereas in this one, you feel like you're just kind of doing tasks for them. You feel like you're just kind of, like, going about their mission. If anything, I would say, like where Borderlands 1 is kind of your story and Borderlands 2 is your story helping the previous characters and Borderlands 3 it's not your story. It's it's not. It's it's specifically Lilith's story, one of the one of the main characters in Borderlands 1 and 2. Um so yeah. That's that's my main issue. The the main story is kind of whatever. I didn't really care about it. But then again, I'm more of a gameplay guy. I don't really care about the story anyway. It wasn't horrible it just definitely wasn't good and it definitely didn't like it didn't live up to the standards that borderlands 2 set with handsome jack being definitely one of the best villains in gaming just as a whole the the calypso twins which are like the main enemies were just sort of there it wasn't really like super interesting even at a point um because like the main quest will kind of take you on like tangents and uh for hours at a time You'll, you'll just kind of, like, they they won't show up. The Calypso Twins won't be there. And Handsome Jack, what his big thing was, is he was always interacting with you throughout the entire game. So, like, from start to finish, he was at least interacting with you, trying to demean you, trying to, like, discourage you, sometimes even trying to encourage you just to, like, destroy you. And, like, it, it was really interesting in that regard. The Calypso Twins are kind of just like, oh, you got the thing. We'll be back later. That They literally say that at a point, and I'm just like, what wait what huh <laughs> excuse me um but yeah that that was my issue the story wasn't super great i'm not gonna get into the ending but i don't think it was super good to be honest um but gameplay wise fantastic everything about like the gameplay itself i loved. love mm-hmm. um now now we're at the real problems <laughs> performance is horrible it is absolutely atrocious um i have i have a high end rig a lot of people know this i talk about it every now and then but uh I, my spec should be able to run at at least high at a full 60 fps i have to run it at low mm. and i have to i at low i get anywhere between 40 to 60 and that's that that in itself is a pretty big issue when you're in combat the combat it like goes to about 40 fps it's a big struggle at that point um and that's, that's with a high-end rig. Like, that's with me investing a lot into it. Yeah. And for consoles, the game crashes, the game barely runs. Like, trying to play split-screen co-op is basically null and void on consoles. Mm-hmm. Like, so many people run into issues with that. And that's mm-hmm. where a lot of, like, the actual uh, player base lies in Borderlands. Is, mm-hmm. like, tends to be couples or, like, brothers playing in, like, split-screen co-op, couch co-op. Just like that and so seeing that being a real issue really is like that's really frustrating to me because i i feel like the game would have been absolutely phenomenal even possibly getting game of the year this year if it was polished like if it was an actual polished product versus hmm. what it is right now which is it's great when it's not being a complete mess like when, when it's not struggling it's fantastic. Um, I, I've experienced so many audio bugs, gameplay bugs, crashes, things like that. And that's that's with a high-end rig that should be able to just brute force right through it and not have any real struggles. Um so I
2: have as heard somebody that's stories about like cloud saves completely yes. deleting themselves. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. A couple of people have lost their cloud saves, completely cloud losing saves. all of their detail, like all of their save information on it. And I I heard that and I was flabbergasted because like how does that happen? I I kind of get it. Like I could almost understand how that happens, but at the same time there needs to be like some that there had to have been better structure there for a game that you know is going to be your biggest release on your launcher to and... like make sure that there's no problems there.
1: Yeah, and what is supposed to bring back Gearbox from the dead. Um Yeah. You said bugs. I'm just kind of curious, real quick. Like, what mm-hmm. kind of bug are they? Just like slight visual gl- gl- uh, glitches and bugs, like, like something. I, I, or is it like things do not render properly? Things fall through the map and disappear. <laughs> objectives don't, you know, work. You know, you can't interact with like this thing that you're about
2: to, to say
0: all of the above. So, so sure. it's, it's funny that you say that because I literally experienced every one of those things every single one from like the tiny thing where like there's there's a mild audio hiccup whatever i don't really care and then all the way to i'm playing a side mission and i'm just i'm playing with a friend and then like i'm i'm literally walking around i'm not doing anything that like would seem weird or anything like that i'm walking around shooting bad guys and then out of nowhere i'm teleported out of the map completely out of the map falling from the sky all the way to the floor watching the map just watching the entire like like map box all the way for about five minutes i'm falling i can't access really anything (laughs) i could if i wanted to like i could pause the game and i could just like just try to restart from there but i'm like no let's see where this goes so five minutes goes by i hit the bottom of the map my character freezes up I can't access my inventory. I can't do anything like that. All of my weapons have disappeared. And uh, for those who don't know, there is Twitch integration. So Mm. chat can actually see all of my inventory. They can see everything I have. And they're just like, hey, your entire inventory is gone. And I'm just sitting (laughs) over here like, what? What? Whoa, hold on. So, yeah. Remember the
2: last two hours of work? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting here like you got to be kidding me. At this point I was genuinely like thinking about refunding the game. Granted this was this was during my subathon. So we were at about 16 hours in. And uh and this happened and I'm exhausted and I'm just like I'm going to I'm going to murder this game right now. Like I I cannot yeah. believe this just happened. Um so when when it comes to Borderlands games at least for me personally since I've played a lot of them I kind of know how to like fix most of the bugs like you can tend to fix a lot of bugs by just entering to a new area and then coming back Mm -hmm. a lot of bugs can be fixed that way um so the the friend that was playing with me entered into a new area and my character didn't come back he was still frozen still underground at this like at the spawn door like Mm -hmm. at the starting door to the new area just kind of watching and that was basically it and I'm just sitting here like, you gotta be kidding me. I thought all my progress was gone. I ended up restarting the game and it worked. Like I held my stuff back. I lost that mission, which was about like 30 minutes of game time. But still very terrifying. Yeah. Like for anybody that's playing the game and they're just like, Oh, I put in sixteen hours and it's all gone. Like, I would have lost my mind if that happened. Um Yeah, same. But yeah, that that's definitely the most like brutal one I've had. Um, I've had crashes here and there. I've had moments in, like, certain areas of the map where, like, audio is dead. Like, all audio in that location is dead. Like, it's completely gone. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll hear one character out of five talking, and that's it. Um, And and it's not just for me, because I've been playing this entire game with up to four people, and everybody runs into weird glitches everywhere. But they're all different. Like, half the time, like... Maybe me and one other person are stuck in a car and we can't get out until they break. And then, like, a- another person's like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep playing, but my audio's gone. And, like, it's really weird like that. And I-, I can't recommend this game in the way that it is right now. I really can't. As good as it is, I just cannot recommend purchasing it as of, like, an instant release. It feels so not polished where it really can like... They, they feel they feel like they should have easily been fixed in qa testing that yeah. that's how it felt it felt like there was no qa testing at all the first third of the game for me personally was perfect and so i was thinking oh wow this is great everything's going fine i was having weird like fps hiccups but i was like okay that'll be fixed in an optimization patch that happens fairly frequently for like new release games nowadays yeah whatever but uh but with the sheer amount of bugs that hit like the second third of the game onward i was kind of just like you gotta be kidding me right now like this what happened it felt like the first third was actually done and then like every other part was just not ready yet that was like that was just how it felt um i'm trying to think of some other bugs that happened main ones oh so after we beat the game um we entered into true vault harm mode and we we purposely since we already beat the game didn't really matter we tried to speed run it mm-hmm. in the sets where we were trying to like actively break the game to like go faster and i noticed there were a lot of things that like in previous borderlands games wouldn't have worked like at all but it felt like they didn't even consider checking it for certain things so for example there's a moment where uh like, there's a cutscene where Lilith gets attacked by two people, and whatever. I parked my car right next to it, and in this one, you can actually fast travel to your car. Super cool. Don't get me wrong. But, I parked my car right there. The gate's supposed to close, and you're supposed to go, like, around this entire trip. So, Mm -hmm. immediately after the gate closed, immediately after, like, the cutscene ended, I literally teleported to the car and got to Lilith. It took me, like, five (laughs) seconds. And I was like, okay, great. That That worked. So much better than I expected. Um... And shit like that. That's like I would have expected the entire area to have been cleared of like entities, but I was like, nah, let's keep the car in. And I was just <sighs> like, you gotta be kidding me. I, I was sitting at a gate while we were like trying to enter into a new area, and the level that it pulled up was level text. Um certain enemies lost their names and just had numbers as their names. So like they had their level as well as just a number just a random number mm. like a couple of enemies were just 42 and i was like what is happening <laughs> um so yeah you can definitely break the game if you if you want to you could easily break the game yeah. for a while i had like six different people talking at once while there was no like combat audio in the background but like Reese and Reese and Reese were all talking over each other in like past and future tense and it was like what is happening right now
1: it sounds Um, like a work
0: meeting (laughs) yeah exactly I was like what is going on it feels like somebody is just listening to their own audio recordings for fun and uh yeah I don't know yeah exactly in terms of the game itself like it in the actual game it's good I love it like i genuinely love it but in terms of everything else i can't recommend it it's really difficult to recommend and that sucks because like i love the game and i would love to be all like yes by all means play it i would i would not touch it if you're on anything less than the rig i have and my rig is struggling so i would definitely wait I, I think it has, it easily has potential. It's not like a Fallout 76 story where, like, the foundation is inherently flawed. Like, everything yeah. in its core is broken. <laughs> it just feels like they missed the polishing stage. That's what it really feels mm. like. Like, it feels like the game was rushed too early, which is entirely likely, and uh, and just didn't get to, like, the real QA testing at all. Like, in mm. the slightest. So I can, yeah,
2: I can that, totally that's... see Epic being like, this is a big... Seller, so it needs to be done at this date, and they didn't get it. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, exactly. And they announced the release date really early on, so if they needed to change it, and they're on Epic's timeline, they're kind of stuck with it. Like, there's not really a whole lot you're gonna be able to like convince Epic with. Like, yeah, we need another month, and they're probably gonna be like, No, I paid you good money, you're doing it today. Yeah, especially because
1: Epic has a timed exclusive um yeah. i think it's supposed to come come to steam in 2020 april
2: 2020 yeah um i think exactly a year was the was the time difference um yeah. so they're like it
1: I, yeah i can imagine epic being like no you are on very much borrowed time this needs to go out now kind of situation
0: yeah. um yeah exactly
1: you're mentioning your rig i just want to the official uh spec uh Requirements specifications that they say. Uh, so, for minimum, mm-hmm. the official minimum uh, requirements is um, obviously a computer, the operating system being um, a Windows 7, 8, or 10. Um, mm-hmm. The processor being an AMD FX8350 or an Intel i5 3570 with 6 mm-hmm. gigs of RAM. Uh, uh, the recommended graphics card is an AMD Radeon HD 7970 and NVIDIA GeForce GTX 682 uh, sorry, GTX uh, 680 with 2 gigs of RAM and 75 gigs of hard drive space. The official recommended requirements. Mm -hmm. Um, operating system Windows 7, 8, or 10 sorry Linux or Mac users Um, processor AMD Ryzen 5 2600 or an Intel i7 4770 uh, the memory being 16 gigs of RAM the recommended uh, graphics card AMD Radeon RX 590 or an Nvidia GeForce GTX 1060 with 6 gigs of RAM with uh, 75 gigs hard drive space are the uh, official recommended requirements
0: to run the game
1: uh, yeah. Sure, and us it us should be us noted us. that
0: I'm past the recommended. Like I'm above the recommended and I still have to play the game on low. Like I have to play the game on low to maintain a semi decent frame rate. Mm. And that's to me personally, like, granted, I love the game, but that is so out of care like that's not. How You're how can you release that our... game in a triple A state like that? Like on
2: stream that?
0: or On stream and off stream, yes. Okay. It, I, I completely missed this part, but it should be noted. So the game runs in standard at DirectX 11. Um, that that's kind of its standard DirectX version, and then they have DirectX 12 beta version. I don't know why <laughs> it's the dumbest thing, but part of me really thinks that they accidentally swapped them in the menu. Like they're they're wrong because uh, DirectX 12 genuinely runs at double the FPS for me. It runs at double the FPS. I'm able to actually maintain consistent frame rates on the beta version, but in the in the standard actual real build, it barely runs and I don't get it. Like I, I genuinely feel like they just messed up and just swapped them. So DirectX 11 is actually DirectX 12 and DirectX 12 is DirectX 11 because it does not make any amount of sense to me. The downside, if you have the game and you're just like, I'm experiencing weird frame rate issues that's that's definitely a fix but the downside is uh on your first load of the game because it actually is direct x12 feels bad um it's reloading in all the textures it's reloading in everything and it's trying to get it prepared at the start of the game on your first launch for me i genuinely thought i broke the game because (laughs) there's this load screen after the uh after like the starting like publisher and all that like there's this little load screen of claptrap and he goes at 3 FPS for about mm. 10 minutes on your first <laughs> load after putting on DirectX 12. Because it's trying to load in everything. Yeah. It's trying to, like, load in and cache everything. And I genuinely thought I broke it because I was like, oh, God. Oh, is this ever going to end? I don't. Is he frozen? At one point, he's just, like, standing there in a weird dance pose. And you're just like, I think it's busted. And he just moves across the screen. It's like, okay, never mind. But, but yeah, if you have the game and you're experiencing weird FPS issues on PC, that's definitely a potential fix. They call it a beta, and I'm gonna be dead honest, I've experienced less issues with the beta DirectX 12 than I have with the standard stable build of DirectX 11. I um, don't get it at all. That's bizarre, uh, it's so bizarre. I do not understand, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, at $60 there's no way in hell I can recommend this as like buying it now Um, in a month I-, I could definitely see this being a lot more stabilized Um, just because optimization patches tend to come out in the first week or two and I really hope it comes out soon because that that's definitely one of the big things killing it like by far I could easily see this game getting game of the year if it was polished on release I
2: hope it doesn't I, I don't think it deserves it with a launch like that yeah so, oh no I not, feel, not i feel like this, game of the year needs to like be finished when it comes out
0: <laughs> exactly yeah that's that's what i'm saying is that like if it was if it was polished on release i could easily see this being a prime contender for game of the year right now it's just not it
2: will definitely yeah. be nominated i can guarantee you that but i hope it does yeah
0: win. yeah cool
1: anything else on borderlands three any questions or thoughts that you want to
2: get out there guys <laughs>
0: Uh, how much tiny Tina's was... in the game <laughs> shockingly enough there's not a whole lot i was kind of surprised um i'm not gonna get into spoilers but she is she's she's part of the story in this one so yeah but not as much as i would like she's not she's not nearly into it enough but yeah oh, cool otherwise gameplay's so good anything else
2: well, no, I I that covers it for me funny. Cool. Personally, I would recommend waiting until it comes out everywhere else, Mm -hmm. Uh, but take that with a grain of salt because I'm firmly anti-epic, so Mm -hmm. just to make that bias clear.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to do a quick, some lightning stories before we get on to probably one of the other biggest stories, maybe of the year. Um...
2: Definitely of the year.
1: Definitely of the year. Uh, So real quick, just because I love Insurgency Sandstorm, they put out a new content update. Um, They introduced a new map, a new game mode. I believe they introduced a new weapon, but I haven't had my hands on it. Um, And Mm -hmm. really, new weapons don't matter that much, in Insurgency Sandstorm, because it's hyper-realistic. So all the guns, really the difference is what's the recoil on it and what sound does it make? Um, Because bullets are bullets and bullets will hit you and kill you despite size.
2: Um, yeah, <laughs> as bullets tend to do.
1: As bullets tend to do. <laughs> uh, so, with this content update, we got a new quotation marks map. It is actually a redesign of a uh, much beloved, much hated map in the uh, origin, original original uh, Sandstorm, or I'm not sorry, uh, in the original Insurgency called Sinjar. Um, the original Sinjar was a desert map. You uh, were fight if you were playing in push mode. Um, you had to climb up this giant-ass hill while dodging sniper fire rockets and machine gun uh, chatter all the way up the hill. And then you would kind of slowly get into more urban areas. Um, people hated the map because of just how asymmetrical it was. I mean, defenders were up on a hill you know, looking down on the attackers and the attackers had very little cover. Um, so part of the redesign for this version, they call it Hillside, is um, it's a snow focused map. So it's got uh, snow and, you know, everything is kind of bright and uh, and not very uh, deserty, which is very nice because every single map in Insurgency Sandstorm has been desert towns um there's more props and they uh they move the points in the objectives to different parts of the map um they did add a new game mode called um i have it here tug of war but that's not what it's called it's called frontline which is basically a tug of war uh you fight over a point if you take that point you can move on to the next point and then the next point Mm point. But you have to have the points in your control to keep going to the
0: next objectives. Uh, so you kind of—it's fight... almost like a linear conquest, in a sense. Um, I guess conquest. I'm not sure which game you—like in the Borderlands series. Uh, um, there, there's different points that you can actually capture and essentially hold them, and they mm-hmm. act as respawn points, for mm-hmm. example. And uh, I'm just imagining it in the sense of uh, like an actual linear thing where you're essentially just capturing each one in a line.
1: Well, that is... So there's a game mode that's uh, the, kind of the main game mode for Insurgency that's called Push, where it's like you take a point mm-hmm. and then you move on to the next point. And then you move on to the next yeah. point. This is yeah. you, you two fight over a neutral point... Mm-hmm. And then if you take the neutral point, your team gets to go on to the next point. But the other team can defend that point and then go capture what was the neutral point and then start taking. So you're kind of doing like this tug of war where you have to control okay. two points at once in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy it. It's fun. It's a different it's it's different than the straight linear okay, I got to run to this point and just keep dying, hoping that I can, you know, take this point and get more waves. It's more, okay, I got to take this point and I got to hold this point for a little bit while my teammates go do, or, you know, once I take this point, I got to go quickly blitz across the other side before the um, other team can uh, regroup and defend that other point. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's fun. It's enjoyable. Um That's really all I got on the Insurgency Sandstorm update. It's not a very big update. They did a UI overhaul, which looks good. Um, And it actually shows how many people are in a particular game mode, which is nice. Um, So, yeah, that's that. I forgot to make um, topics for this one here real quick. But uh, another news story that we got for the week. Uh, Discord Nitro um, is this Oh, yeah. uh, Which we talked about about a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. it, they're discontinuing their free game uh, subscription perks. So if you were part of the Nitro program, you could play uh, some free games through it. Um, mm-hmm. they just kind of decided not enough people were using it. It's not really worth making all these agreements for free games. Um, yeah, for Nitro users, if they weren't playing them, uh, but Discord is still going to offer games on the uh, on their storefront, um, which. I, myself, I don't even accidentally get in there. Um, mm-hmm. Which, good on Discord for designing their UI to such a point that I don't accidentally enter a store, but I think that says a lot <laughs> when I don't accidentally <laughs> look at their storefront.
2: Yeah, uh, I've never seen that storefront in my life. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually... surprised... yeah,
0: hold, on. hold on. I was going to say, I've actually used the, uh, the Discord uh, games before. Because I remember at one point I ended up playing Hob, I believe, through mm. Discord. It was okay, I guess. It wasn't anything special at all. Um, it existed. I'll give it that. I don't know. It was very whatever. In the grand scheme of things, it just gave you an EXE. And that was it. And it was like, yeah, that's that's all. Yeah. There you go. It wasn't like an actual launcher by any means. Yeah. Which I will say, it's just nice that... You
1: know, as Mm -hmm. we are currently in this, this uh, war between Epic and Valve, which to me, that's kind of the whole point, you know, Mm -hmm. there's not really, you know, it's kind of like voting. They say you have choices, but it's like, well, you got like. <laughs> two, you have two choices between two giant, you know, yeah. monsters. So it's nice to see other options available to you. You know, whether it's GOG or Discord or, uh, you know, other uh, retailers. It's nice to see that there are smaller groups like that out there.
2: Definitely, um, I, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not surprised that this Nitro thing failed because we're having so many good subscription models, and like no yeah. one has multiple subscriptions running, because either you have, like, the one you need or Mm -hmm. you grab, like, the one that's the best value and then you stick with that. Like, at the moment, I think Xbox Game Pass is still the best one. Mm -hmm. And if you have that and you grab maybe the free games from Epic or, like, GOG sometimes, yeah, Mm -hmm. just throw something out. Humble Bundle sometimes gives you free games. If you want free games, there are ways to get them. You don't need this Discord Metro thing on top of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I am absolutely not surprised to see that fall flat on its face yeah yeah um so
1: that is my part of the lightning round uh fan you said you had some things you wanted to do a quick little thing on and we'll move on to probably one of the biggest stories we have of the year
2: so for those that don't know me i usually stay far away from the triple a stuff because that's not worth my time and money (laughs) i usually uh, (laughs) stick with the indie stuff um I said in the introduction that I'm currently streaming What a Water Tastes Like Wine, which is a game about storytelling set in the Great Depression uh, where you're wandering through America. The whole game has like an Americana art style and a fantastic soundtrack. And yeah, basically I had to start over again so all the streams that i made before were kind of worthless but at the same time that gave me the option to actually chose like different paths because when you're encountering a story usually you get to choose like uh two different ways to respond to a situation and those change the story so this mm-hmm. gave me the opportunity to see how that actually works um to give an example uh one of the stories was that uh two people in the stream recognize each other as brothers that have not seen each other for like 30 plus years and you can either take a picture of them or say that they should get off the road first in the first playthrough i just took the picture and then i had the story of like the brothers that saw each other after 30 years and that was like a heartwarming story to tell whereas now i said come on let's get off the road and while we were moving off the road one of the Guys said a name and then he was like i'm not ethan and then then it became like (coughs) the people who mistook each other for brothers (laughs) (laughs) now it's a funny story and the stories are like categorized this way Mm -hmm. and you then move on to campfires where you can tell those stories and they level up to become even exaggerated versions of those stories Mm -hmm. and it's it's, it's a good time and all those people at the campfires are imp- impressively voiced and all have a lot of character and they tell you their life stories as well which you can also tell to other people and um, if you get their entire life story they basically like you get to see what they are like a reflection of what their personality is like instead of just seeing them sit at a campfire which sometimes Looks really cool. Kind of weird that they still have a normal voice when they look like that, but it's it's mm. just a little incentive to keep going with uh, uncovering their stories, and I think it's cool. The whole game is really nicely designed. I would wish that the overworld, which is the part where I do most of the gameplay, would not be as buggy. But yeah. that was clearly not the focus of that game. Uh, then I played uh, Mechanica, which is a, a short little... Uh, point-and-click game, it's like four bucks on Steam. So Mm. it's a a, a really small game. It has an an adorable art style that looks like someone drew the world with crayons or something. But the stuff that happens in this game is kind of disturbing, actually. You play as a little girl who gets detention, basically, for uh, riding uh, on the bathroom stall, which is the very first quest that you have to do in the game just to teach you the mechanics of how the inventory works and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go over those real quick, that there are just two mechanics really to the game. One is uh, in the backpack you can use uh, stuff either to get other stuff in the world or to build the robot, which is the actual goal of the game. The little girl wants to build a giant robot to... Uh, Overtake the world and destroy the school and everything that's not cool. Um, or you can drink alcohol, which gives you hints. That's like the first little hint that something is not quite right with this girl. And then at one point, you um, uh, meet um, the daughter of the butcher who is holding like satanistic rituals in the back room. And you have mm. to get the machine working again in a really cool puzzle. And when you do, then you see like all those cute animals on like a conveyor belt just getting thrown into the shredder while looking happily at the camera. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> the stuff that happens in the game is really disturbing. At one point, your grandpa dies. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a cute little game. Um, I will definitely re- recommend it if you like point-and-click adventure games. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, that's not too expensive, and a, a really good time. Doesn't have voice acting, though. Cool. The, the third game that I played was, um... I actually have to look up the name again. <laughs> that memorable, huh? It, <laughs> let, let's say the gameplay was memorable, but the name, I that's like the fourth time that I forgot the name. Guns of <laughs> Icarus Online. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah! yeah. I don't think that's a good name for the game basically it's like the steampunk airship multiplayer game where you are like the crew of an airship Mm -hmm. and everyone needs to actually walk around the airship to uh, you know do your stuff Mm -hmm. you can either fly the thing which is what I want to do that's like the only reason I installed the game was like I get to fly an airship Yeah. Um, (laughs) then uh, you can be gunners who uh, monitor the weapons on the ship to shoot down the other airships with the core goal of the gameplay, I guess Mm -hmm. or you are a mechanic who runs around, constantly fixes everything it's incredibly stressful I definitely don't want to play that tutorial again (laughs) I was... like, in the tutorial I got so stressed out it was amazing Gunner tutorial was easy as balls and uh, then I tried flying for the first time And it's basically by uh, W-A-S-D,
1: Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you
2: you fly, like, left, right. And then you either, with W, you go up, and with uh, S, you go down. And then you have to control the speed with a different thing, which has, like, four gears, forward or
0: backwards. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. I think Guns of Icarus Online is, it's the... It's PVE, right? It's a companion game to the- No,
2: it's just PVP.
1: The PvP. They,
2: they yeah. added the PVE later on. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I haven't checked that out yet. I yeah. basically just went through the tutorials and uh, unlocked all the stuff so I can jump into the actual multiplayer, but I haven't gotten around to that yet.
1: Okay, uh, Okay.
2: maybe Mainly the, the, the class that I like to play is the, the guy that flies the thing. Although mm-hmm. when I first, fl- I, I made like, I think it's a common beginner mistake that I think that W is forward. And so I'm constantly like flying up and then just completely losing orientation of where I am and have to fly down again. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's like the common thing I'm at. But I definitely think if I play that tutorial two more times, I have that in. A bit unintuitive at first, but it's not that hard. Yeah. And that's where I stand with that game. It's definitely a good time. Uh, I think that the airship designs look amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's when um, somebody, I want to say Macrayla, uh, bought a, this was years ago before I mm-hmm. even thought about streaming. Um, she bought a four-pack for me, uh, another friend, and so like four of us actually played the game together. Um, I mm-hmm. think I ended up being the captain or like the pilot for the most part, uh, but yeah, it's incredibly... It's fun, you know, when you get, like, into a Discord and you're yelling at each other. It's like, mm-hmm. Starboard! Starboard! We need a machine going above!
2: Yeah, it makes you... I'm still missing out on that experience. If you can get the guys together again, I would love to play with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll make some plans for that for sure. Yeah, um, I saw a lot of customization options. I haven't had time to check those out yet. Yeah, and Just I to think... get those in there quickly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and we started kind of getting into, like, a little bit of, like, trolley build. It's like, okay, we're just going to build a ship that has nothing but flamethrowers on it. And it has a lot of health. <laughs> so we would get in. <laughs> ram them. Exactly. We just like ram them and like try to set as much shit on fire. <laughs> we would just like type to our teammates on the team. It's like, Hey, listen, we're like a suicide build. You guys just take care of what you need to take care of. We'll go in and <laughs> just troll the shit. It works. There
2: there's that one airship. That's just like literally just a sphere. And it's really slow moving forward, but it can turn really quickly. Yeah. Uh, if you put flamethrowers around that and just turn yourself the entire time while yeah. having the flamethrowers on, I think that could be funny.
1: Yeah. It it lends itself. There's a whole meta to it I remember, but I haven't played mm-hmm. in years. Um. So I'm looking at the clock here, and we definitely need to get in on this. Yes, I was done anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So this here is, like I said, probably one of the biggest news topics we'll talk about uh, here for this year. Um, so just like kind of if anyone hasn't heard yet, uh, we talked a little while ago about um, some EA executives Um, Who had to go and give some testimony at the UK Parliament. This was a part of the uh, investigation by the UK Parliament's Digital Culture Media and uh, Sport Committee, the DCMS, as I'm going to refer to it now, because Digital Culture Media and Sport Committee is a mouthful. Um, So the DCMS... Uh, has now concluded their investigation that that um, was initially a part of, uh, and they recommended that loot box sales to children should be banned Uh, in the UK. It additionally stated that the government should regulate loot boxes under its gambling laws, with the committee chair, Damian Collins, stating it was time for the gaming and social media companies to be more responsible and challenge the government Uh, the government's current stance that loot boxes aren't gambling um as we've talked before in the past current regulations hinge on cash uh, cash out requirements uh meaning that if there isn't a way for you to get monetary value out of a loot box system then it isn't gambling um of course Mm -hmm. people can point to uh things such as valves um cs go as a way that uh, this is obviously mm-hmm. not it i don't know about fifa because fifa is another one of the big ones that people talk about um if you can get mm-hmm. cash out for that um so that's the Man,
2: you can cash out but you can basically sell the players that you got on like their marketplace yeah. for gold yeah
1: so there's so there's that um that was one big thing um It also recommended that the games industry take responsibility for protecting players against potential harms and support independent research on the, quote, long-term effects of gaming. Um, It also said that the government should advise Peggy to apply existing gambling content labels and age limits to games that feature these mechanics, uh, which we talked about two weeks ago uh with scott from budget Ar- or not scott from budget arcade i'm sorry um from jeff from budget arcade uh in turn term- mm-hmm. related to the um nba 2k uh situation and then uh collins went on to verbally smack down the entire game industry uh oh fan, yeah. um i know you said you wanted to read some of these quotes and I think it's just fair that oh, yeah. we read these quotes and we'll each just kind of give a response to these quotes.
2: Okay. So do you want me to go on the article first or do you want me to go straight into the responses?
1: Um. Do you, Well, I have quotes from the chair of the committee. Do you want me to do those quotes real quick? Yes. Okay, so this is from Damien Collins He was the chair of the committee Uh, He said, quote Gaming contributes to a global industry That generates billions in revenue It is unacceptable that some companies With millions of users and children among them Should be so ill-equipped to talk to us About the potential harm of their products And what he's referring to Mm -hmm. at that point Was that a lot of the gaming companies Such as EA Were kind of tight-lipped And glib about What they know um, mm-hmm. in how they <laughs> make their you know how they make their money and how big of a problem they thought this was, um. So it he like they didn't know how many of their users were children. They didn't know, um. They didn't know how many. Like they were just very tight lipped about how anything worked. It's like well, yeah. we
2: don't and the, really. The best part of that thing is that they are calling out Carrie Hopkins specifically. Yeah, who is the the woman that made surprise mechanics into the meme that it is now.
1: Yeah, so it, mm-hmm. she was the woman that, she was the EA exec or lawyer who I don't remember exactly what her position is at EA, who went I think to she Parliament. she was a spokesperson? Yeah. So she was the EA representative that w- spoke in front of Parliament and she said mm-hmm. that loot boxes aren't gambling. They're surprise mechanics. They're like Kinder Eggs.
2: They're quite ethical and quite fun.
1: Yes, they're ethical <laughs> and fun. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, that's interesting that he, you know, made very direct comments to that. Um, he also mm-hmm. said gaming companies have, quote, not sufficiently accepted responsibility for either uh, for either understanding or preventing this harm. Uh, and then said, game, uh, quote, gaming is several years behind gambling in relation to protecting the vulnerable. Uh, being very clear in saying that, uh, you know, I'm not sure in the UK, but here in the US, uh, casinos... Um, saying that casinos and lotteries, they have to do PSAs and say, you know, good losers don't sell their children into slavery to feed their gambling addiction, da-da-da-da-da. You know, there's help, call this number. I don't know what the UK says, but it sounds like they want stuff like that to happen for gaming. Um, so it, this is probably one of the biggest moves we've seen a government make in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, Belgium, Belgium was just like, that's gambling. We're calling it gambling. It's on this is we did an investigation. We did the research. The gaming companies we spoke to were unable to or unwilling to provide us information. This is what our own officials have said. This is what we the elected uh, officials the elected representatives of our constituents say needs to happen and that is that we need to classify mm-hmm. this as gambling
2: and these are the reasons why uh they also had like a lot of testimonials in there it's also important to point that out because that's going mm-hmm. to be important for the response that i have here
1: <laughs> yeah and so it wasn't very long until we saw responses from some of the major bodies in the games industry yeah
2: um Let's start with the A, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, if you want to play at home, raise one finger whenever you call bullshit on a sentence. All right, here we go. This is a statement towards gamesindustry.biz by an unnamed Electronic Arts spokesperson. Quote (laughs) We have reviewed and are closely considering the findings of the DCMS committee report. While we don't agree with all of the conclusions and recommendations in the report, we do take our responsibilities to players of all ages very seriously. We have an ongoing commitment to player safety and well-being whenever they are playing our games or engaging in our communities. We will continue to look at how we can contribute to productive research and solutions for the topics raised in this report, and we look forward to continuing our ongoing dialogue with the UK government. That's yeah. what EA said.
1: So how, uh, how
2: far yeah. did you count?
1: I got four. So my, the last one is just on, no one ever looks forward to talking to the government. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that, yeah. Um, oh, geez, that sounds like too much fun. Power yeah.
1: Of it? yeah. Oh Love God, it. I, got ju- I got summoned for jury duty. I am looking <laughs> forward to that. Oh, I gotta go change my address to, for the DMV. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. No, no one looks to that. I gotta, I gotta, to I gotta
0: talk to Parliament and look forward about me losing lots of money. Oh golly she my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. It's like, it's oh,
2: like new yes on one day. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh um, man. <clears throat>
1: So the, and, we do take our responsibilities to players of all ages very seriously. That, the first yeah, that part...
2: Goes, that's just... Mm. <laughs> if you did,
0: if you did... If you did, why is there a game that literally has a slot machine that's rated Peggy 3?
1: Mm-hmm. And oh, I, oh, I, <laughs> why, why did you not worry about that being a part of your rating? Why did you say, mm-hmm. Why did you, the company not say, hey, we have like this mechanic in here. Our, the previous games were rated this. We think it should be rated this for the safety mm-hmm. of, uh, and, and for just what is correct. Um, we have an ongoing commitment to player safety and well-being whenever they are playing our games or engaging in our communities. That's you just s- a lie. <laughs> the, the safety and well-being, the well-being part I have a problem with, because the Right we can argue on whether something is gambling or not based on the idea that it is you know is there cash out right I think that's where a lot of people or you know if it's simulated the well-being part something simulated can still be harmful. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. the but the more bigger part of the issue here is that the it, this is not fake currency being put into a fake system and getting a fake reward like a mm-hmm. Pokemon game corner. This is real money being spent on digital items, and so the well-being there has to be – you have to look at it from a psychological perspective in which there is an actual risk-reward there that can financially harm somebody. And if you are ignoring that potential for harm, then that statement to me is bullshit. Again, I think a big part of this discussion is not about if it's simulated gambling or not. It is about mm-hmm. the fact that real currency is being used in these systems. It doesn't yeah, matter exactly. to me if there is a cash out and if we want to define that as gambling or not. The fact remains real currency is being used in a risk reward system that simulates the 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 psychological mm-hmm. underpinnings of gambling. Yeah, we don't have to legally even... or technically define it as gambling, but the risk reward is there.
0: Hmm. Yeah,
1: that's my big thing. Sorry, Ryan, you were gonna say something.
0: Oh, I was gonna say even to the de- to the degree of literally, it's not a figurative; it's a literal, actual slot machine, like yeah. mechanics and all that like i i remember hearing this on like something else where they where they said it wasn't gambling or simulated gambling at all and all i thought was that quite like if i didn't know how to use a slot machine like i literally use that one time and i know exactly what to do like it's Mm. not rocket science don't get me wrong but you literally see the thing get pulled down you see the thing go and then you see the thing like it does everything that a slot machine does i don't know i i saw that and i was like you gotta be joking
2: yeah. I yeah, yeah, also would like kidding, to right? point out that half of these sentences are twice as long as they need to be. So they are. Mm-hmm. This, this statement is just as obtuse and evasive as they have been called out for in the initial report. <laughs> this. So I don't see why you're not agreeing with all of the conclusions in the report, EA. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, the other part of it here, we will continue to look at how we can contribute to productive research and solutions for the topics raised in this report, and we will look forward to continuing our ongoing di- – okay, hold on. Sorry, that was a bit of a run-on sentence. See? Um, <laughs> That's there was, exactly what I mean. Yeah, it was two sentences there. There's, there's two statements there that I – what I meant to <laughs> – we will continue to look look at how we can contribute to productive research and solutions for the topics raised in this report. Um,
0: <laughs> that, I, I feel like that just means that we're looking for ways to get around it. Yeah. Yep. That's all that comes to my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm being very jaded and cynical, and that's where I'm kind of at too. I'm like, okay, so you guys and are going to be talking
2: to... about DA. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's jaded and cynical if they clearly show like... That That's actively what they want. Like, yeah. yep. I, I feel like that's just realistic at that point. Yeah,
2: so. But wait, there's more because the ESA also responded. So same, same deal. Raise a finger for every time you call bullshit. <laughs> so here is the statement of the, the ESA towards gamesindustry.biz as well we take seriously the issues raised in the uk parliament's digital culture media and sport committee report but strongly disagree with its findings as demonstrated by the recent announcement of policies regarding the disclosure of the relative rarity or probability of obtaining virtual items in paid loot boxes as well as the robust parental controls that empower parents to control in-game purchases. The video game industry is a leader in partnering with parents and players to create enjoyable video game experiences. That was all one sentence. In addition, Numerous regulatory bodies around the world, including those in Australia, France, Ireland, Germany, and the UK, have come to a conclusion starkly different than that of this committee. That's what the ESA said.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hold on. So... as demonstrated by the recent announcement of policies regarding the disclosure of relative rarity or probability of attaining virtual items in paid loot boxes as well as the robust okay and in-game purchases i
2: think we need to take the sentences on. yeah
1: so i just do want to respond real quick to to um something that was said in chat the uh um it's not gambling because the government isn't currently taxing it once again my issue is not that if it is or isn't gambling my issue is that it is a it is a system that is designed like gambling that does actually take money in and preys upon the same underpinnings of mm-hmm. psychological underpinnings of risk versus reward, but actually does have um, monetary value attached to it. This isn't mm-hmm. a Pokemon game corner. This is I'm actually throwing money in for a random assortment of items that may or may not have value. And in, in certain cases may or may not have a way to actually cash out under the noses of the government, which at that mm-hmm. point would be uh, a legal casino of sorts. Um, but yeah, this ESA one, is this just has so much to unpack. Honestly, the, I think this one is worse. The, yeah, in terms of, like, the the disclosure, um, regarding the disclosure of relative rarity or probability of obtaining virtual items in paid loot boxes, as well as the robust parental controls that empowers parents to control and gain purchases. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> Basically, they say, we show the odds. Yeah. the Also, parental controls. Parental controls is always the cop-out these days, isn't it? I, I mean, for me,
1: I've said it before, parental controls are good tools. Part of the problem is, is that how effective are the parental controls? And are you expected to, you know, the a phone screen is how big? And are you expected to be over your child's shoulder at every moment? Um, right to prevent them from accidentally making a purchase um that's a huge thing to me i think it's i think it's always a ridiculous notion and something that's always about well you should just parent to me what annoys me is i see a lot of people like well you should just parent your children are also the same people um who are like stop being helicopter parents you don't need to watch Mm -hmm. over your (laughs) child oh god It, it seems to come from the same people and i'm not someone with a kid But with someone who has a younger brother and sister who are, you know, prime age to be targeted at, um, it's something that I'm like, I'm if I'm watching my little brother and sister, I might have to be making you know dinner, or I might have to be cleaning something, or I have to go take a cell phone call, and I'm not going to be watching my little brother as he's playing Clash of Clans and accidentally makes three hundred dollars in a purchase because Mm -hmm. the screen you know didn't make it clear that that was actually a purchase. That is another part of the problem. Um, uh, But, yeah, the whole, the, 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 the idea that you are, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my words here. The idea that you are displaying the odds, okay, Good. That's good for you. You should be doing that, especially if mon- if there's a monetary value to some, or not monetary value, but if you're putting money into something, you should know the odds of you getting the thing that you want.
2: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. to, if if you allow me to quickly uh, count the bullshit in this, we take seriously. No, you fucking don't. Uh, also, we strongly disagree with its findings. So, basically, like I said earlier, like I pointed out that there are testimonials in this report basically they are saying right now the ESA is saying that we don't like what those testimonials have to say we disagree that that's great a bullshit right there Um, Mm -hmm. disclosure of relative rarity or probability yeah you did that but it's like that doesn't change anything Mm -hmm. you still have like those things that have like less than 1% so that's bullshit right there parental controls yeah, the, the industry is very quick to point out parental controls. EA does that a lot as well. But if a game needs parental controls, why is it still rated PEGI 3?
0: See, that's exactly my issue. It's like the, the PEGI rating and the ESRB rating are meant to protect children, right? Like, that's the entire purpose. Because in the grand scheme of things, if you're an adult, who cares what game you play? You're doing what you want. But the literal entire purpose of those things is like, okay ages seven and up ages three and up and things like that and when it comes to something like oh you can throw in money but it's still rated three and up like at that point what's the point of having the rating system anymore like you're obviously yeah. not doing your job you're, you're not showing the information that needs to be you even have the information on your page like i checked it recently and peggy 12 is simulated gambling. like that's not even with cash in that that's is just stimulated that game is the pokemon is game corner yeah, you have well, a exactly game,
1: you have a game corner, you're a Peggy
0: 12. Yeah, exactly. And and I it really frustrates me because I actually had this entire conversation at length on one of my streams. And uh it really frustrates me because that's the literal entire purpose that they're there for, and they're not doing their job. So what? I'm I'm supposed to just expect that they're maybe doing their job, and it's like it's a soccer game. And me as an adult, if I was like a parent during this age, and like I, I had kids. I'd probably be like, "It's a soccer game, it's whatever." And then it's just like, "Oh, I need some money for something." Okay, sure, fine. Here's some money. Here, here's my card for a little bit. And then, bam! Oh, like a hundred bucks are gone just because my kid was all like, "I want to buy a lot of loot boxes." And like, I, I don't know. I find that unbelievably yeah. frustrating. And I, Granted, I... I know that's a little bit like,
1: yeah. Well, like I know, like on Apple, it'll be like it'll stop and be like, "Hey." You know, you're about to make a purchase. You need to put in your password. And so, if you have a device Mm -hmm. where you have those parental controls and whatever else, but I don't know what the other, I myself do not know what the other stops like on PS4 Mm -hmm. or Xbox or Android are. I don't know if they will stop and say, "Hey, you're about to allow this company to withdraw or you know to make a charge on your credit card." please put in your password to confirm that this is what you want to do or put in like mm-hmm. a parental pin. I don't know what those stops are, yeah. Um, but those need to be, that needs to be a situation. I mean, if there's not stops on like Microsoft, or, like on the, on, on the Xbox or on the switch or the PS4, if there's nothing where it's like you need a parental pin to complete this action, then that's something mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed. And in it, it, maybe there has to be redundancy. Maybe there has to be, okay um you know this game uses uh the facebook as a lot of its api right Mm -hmm. if you if your kid plays this game and it's connected to facebook facebook has to and it wants to charge credit card that it goes through your facebook account facebook is like okay i need a pin um Mm -hmm. those are the kinds of things that needs that that need to be probably addressed and examined and i 100% I have failed to even look into that. I think I've mentioned Mm -hmm. it before where, you know, some of these things need, like, two steps before. Because, as I've said, and someone else kind of disagreed with me, but I'm like, you can't expect everyone to be over the shoulder of their child at all
0: points in time. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's the case where you can, just because you can, it does not mean everybody else can as well. Like, that's not
2: also Beautiful. it's just like a lot of parents are just not as in the know about video games as we are and mm-hmm. they just buy a game yeah. and they see, oh this is 3 and up this is E for everyone I can just exactly. give this to my kid and don't worry about it
1: yeah and that's yeah. in. I mean to, to the further the point about the ESRB and All Peggy right. it's like okay mm-hmm. yeah grandma is buying me this game she looks at the age rating okay cool grandma can buy yeah. this game for Jimmy Jimmy can play this game not mm-hmm. knowing that that there are, you know, in-game purchases, you could also say the same thing about like if it's like a, it's like Splatoon and there's Voip, and um mm-hmm. the obviously the online interactions yeah. aren't rated, but the online yeah. interactions are not the fault of the um right are not the fault of the uh, developer as the mm-hmm. uh, purchases are, um, yeah, the one part here in addition numerous regulatory bodies around the world including those in Australia France Ireland Germany and they also say and the UK which is the country that is currently having the problem who is reevaluating their stance on yeah. the on the issue i found that a little weird it's like you're quoting the you're you're saying that the UK has already determined this but the UK is currently reevaluating their stance like that's not
2: like a very strong you guys yeah. have said it before in the that, past. That sentence, that sentence would yeah. have been number five on my bullshit list anyway, because uh, some of those countries I know didn't differ starkly from that committee. Some of them were just not sure yet what to do mm-hmm. about this, mm-hmm. and were just launching stuff in yeah. the direction that the UK is doing right now. So this is just a cop out.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, what is Germany I said? Wanted... Out of curiosity, because you're a German, what is Germany said?
2: Yeah. So Germany is currently debating about it. Like mm-hmm. we have like a, a specific, let's just say say committee. It's not a proper word, but it's the best one I know mm-hmm. right now. Uh, we do have like a, a ministry for that. And they are currently in debates uh, with different person from the industry. Right. And they're currently uh, seeing if they need to do something about it. So it's not like we have a different stance on it. We are currently figuring out if it's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the last one I wanted to say as, as bullshit is games industry is a leader in partnering with parents and players to create enjoyable video game experiences. The game industry, uh, especially in the AAA space, is a leader in like acting concerned after being exposed as like the manipulative pieces of shit that they are by making games actively worse to extort money out of players. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming uh, to six, and by EA I had five, so um, <laughs> ESA is worse for me. <laughs> oh, man. <gasps> Sorry. I'm... Just to get that straight. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, overall, I mean, this is this is good news for anyone who yeah. has wanted to see loop box regulation. My whole thing was I, and I think a, a lot we get into the weeds over what is the definition of gambling. To me, that doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The definition of gambling does yeah. not matter because the practice is what is the problem. We cannot argue semantics yes. when something mm-hmm. when semantics is not the problem the the, the yeah. problem is not yeah, if definition. it's gambling
0: or not that's not the problem the problem is that it's manipulative tactics to try to extort money out of players yeah like that's the purpose
1: i and i see so many you, people you get hung like yeah how
0: you want and but, i see yeah.
1: i see so many people get hung up on the semantics of the situation and that is just mm-hmm. i mean
2: it, that's not the problem yeah yes. um that's a huge thing um did you see the peggy thing that happened earlier today in response to the uh uh, NBA trailer. Did they? Did... That's kind of related. It's not in response to the UK thing directly, but it's kind of related on the topic. So we can maybe, like, spend a minute on that. So basically, a lot of players asked them after the trailer came out to reevaluate the rating because of the, all the gambling that was in the trailer. Right? It was basically a casino trailer. We all we all seen it. You probably talked at length about that. Mm-hmm. And. Basically back then Peggy said yeah, we can't say that right now because we can't we don't judge a trailer We we you know, we evaluate the actual game mm-hmm. So they waited until the game came out and then the game came out and today they issued a response oh, Yeah, no the rating is absolutely fine. There's no simulator gaming in this whatsoever
1: Yeah, I mean <sighs> And again, I wonder if this is a problem with the semantics, right? Because well, it's not simulated gambling; it's not technically real gambling. But the situation, right, which the simulated gambling being the the in and out, being able to cash out. Um, and I wonder if it's because it's you're putting real money in for digital goods out, right? So, and it's not fake money going in for fake money out. And it's not mm-hmm. real money going in for some for real money going out. So I wonder if that's where the simula it's not simulated gambling things come from.
2: Uh, I I just think that it's because the Peggy is too deep, uh knit with the actual AAA gaming yes. industry.
0: I like, I a hundred percent agree. I
2: forgot the people that are in there, but I did see mm-hmm. like
0: because
2: Peggy a is rated list,
0: by uh, the ESA, isn't
2: it? Yeah
0: yeah because esa is actually it's held by the actual publishing some of the people that are in
2: there i saw a spreadsheet once some of the people that are in there used to work at ea and like activision so this is it's basically like the fcc where it's the self-regulation that the uh, that the games industry was expected to do true that's what yeah exactly So, of course, they're going to say, no, this is this is free, because the people uh, got a nice little check to say that. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, because that's exactly what I talked about when I talked about this before, was uh, the fact that the ESA is actually primarily held by the publishing. Like, it's held by the majority of publishers. And what do you think publishers want? Spoiler alert, it's money. So, like, obviously, what? it should not be, like... I, I don't understand why they're in quality control over something like this that just doesn't make any sense to me at all like obviously the fact that cell regulation isn't working and yet just going to the esa and be like what do you think and it's like well that's ah, fine it's okay
1: in terms of content it's been fine that's the thing it's like mm-hmm. in terms of actual content of like um you know oh this game has a lot of swearing there's sexual innuendos there's you know violence or whatever this game probably isn't appropriate for anyone that's 18 and under. Parent, you know, a parent mm-hmm. wants to buy it. We obviously can't stop them, but this warning rated M for mature is here. Right, it's been fine like self-regulation in terms of content have been fine, but it seems as soon as yeah. they the the you know, Valve started this off with the uh hey we have these guns with exceeding re with like, you know, rarity assigned to them, uh, pay $2 and 50 cents to get this gun. And Hey, maybe you could resell Mm -hmm. it for $500. Um, you know, that's where it's like, it just kind of went downhill from there. I, I, by the way, I just slowly slowly put the blame on Valve for this. Valve and <laughs> Daddy Newell are not uh, the patron saints of gaming that everyone wants to say.
2: They never we were. It's just that they, they, they have a good launcher, that's it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so uh,
1: I, I kind of wish Steam was kind of getting the shit, you know, the piss taken out of him in this situation as well, or Valve was. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, EA... Uh, being the attention hogs that they are <laughs> very yeah. much wanted seem to be in the limelight. They they made the most egregious actions uh in these situations and then they sent reps who said the dumbest Warner and Brothers most egregious games things.
2: Well. Warner Brothers games is also a big one. Or yeah. Warner Brothers effective mm-hmm. one of the two.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean overall, like I said, my my whole issue with the my my opinion has been on it. Um ha- has been you know, these are obviously manipulative practices, and it seems like it, it seems like we're hung up on this semantic argument of what gambling is, mm-hmm. and not focusing yeah. on what these mechanics prey on and how these mechanics operate. That is the issue. It is not is it gambling or not? Because yeah. we can right. argue right. about cash in, cash out until our faces are blue. Mm-hmm. The issue is, and we have to stick to the issue is. How do these work, which is they, you know, make a risk reward system that is enticing that people are willing to put money into. And is that an ethical way for them to make money? So, I mean, and it's, a, and it's across, I mean, it's across every platform with every publisher in the industry, Nintendo, Valve, EA, you know, mm-hmm. Bethesda. Yeah. You know, name it. Throw a rock at a gaming industry, you know, event, and you'll. I would hit. love to do that. <laughs> don't don't actually throw a rock. This is a saying. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, no. Don't actually throw a rock, but throw a rock at E3, and you'll hit a publisher who has a um, who has a microtransaction system or a loot box system. Um yeah. It's just ubiquitous over the past three years, and it, their failure to self-regulate has brought this upon themselves. mm Hmm. And like I said, the, the huge issue really, I think in our corner of this discussion, right? We're not the policymakers. We have to just get past the semantics of the issue. Yeah. So that's my, that's my big thing. Like, cause that seems to be an issue that we've had before. Um, I, I know I've had before when talking to different people, it's, you know, well, it's not gambling because it's not cash out, but it, it's the system that's yeah. the problem. It's not the, yeah. It's not the gambling that's the problem. It's the system.
2: Mm-hmm. Down with the system.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're uh, done with that. No more anarchists. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
0: Oh man. Um, anything Anarchy. else on this? Anything
1: else on this uh, particular story at all?
0: No, we'll get stuck mm. in this loop for hours.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we, do. Mean, we always mean,
2: get stuck I'm, I'm sure yeah. it's gonna come up later. At the end of the day, I'm really happy with the way this turns out. Uh, oh, yeah. E.A. and ESA has been uh, once again put in a position where they had to expose themselves as the slimy weasels that they are. And it's always mm. great to see those guys groom. It's
0: the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ren, final thoughts from you on that? I No matter how this turns out, at least it puts it into the limelight. That That's the way I see It's like, e- even if any of these fail, they've always been bringing it up more and more attention into the government. So... And regardless, I'm happy. I'm 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 pretty stoked about it. That's basically my stance on it. Really, yeah. I'd be. I'd, don't get me wrong. I'd obviously be excited if it went through. And that and mm-hmm. It's like not allowed. But at if it doesn't go off, at then least at for least, the UK, like, it's gonna come up again. Oh, yeah. yeah, at least it's gonna come up again. You know it's going to. If one you know country way, starts,
2: the rest will follow eventually. So yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I'm
2: not too worried yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, I think a good compromise would be if all those sports games have to be at like 16 and up. I think that's like a realistic thing to shoot for because at that Mm -hmm. point they are losing like a lot of their player base and I think it Mm -hmm. would be worth it (laughs) cool (laughs)
1: um anything else on this topic I mean I already put my my thoughts out there we
0: good? Yeah, I'm I'm done for the sanctity of time.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um. So let's go on ahead and end the show. Uh. Fan, why don't you tell the folks out there yes. where they can find you, what they're gonna find, and any
2: uh, upcoming projects you want to talk about? Since my name is so complicated, just click on it in chat, and you will find my Twitch page and all the panels below. Um. I'm going to hopefully finish with a wanna taste like wine, and then move on to the horror games week for October, where I'm just going to. Uh, probably put Twitter polls up again so you can actually decide what games I play. <laughs> um, I did that last time and it worked pretty well, so why not? I have enough on my Steam page that I never played. <laughs> 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 we can get all of those out. Maybe after October I'll come on the show again and tell you what my what my horror game experiences were. We yeah. can do that. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, I'm doing a bunch of podcasts. I'm now the official editor for Baylor, who is on YouTube, but also currently streaming, twitch.tv slash Baylor. Uh, That's the person that gives me money, so give her a follow. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, follow my Twitter. It's the same name as I use everywhere else, because otherwise it would be way too complicated. If I do anything, I will link it on my Twitter. So if you want to follow one thing from me, follow my Twitter that's
0: what we had for right on cool um Ryan what's coming up with your channel yeah so I'm gonna continue playing more Borderlands 3 even though I just gave it shit earlier today mm-hmm. but uh but I still think it's really good I'm gonna be playing it probably tonight I'm probably gonna be starting up maybe like half an hour or so we'll see um that's basically it you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions two Z's because i'm dumb can't spell mm. my own name um you can also find me on twitter instagram stuff i i don't really mess around with anything but twitch let's be honest here mm-hmm. but uh but yeah that, that's basically me cool
1: um so my channel not really much this week uh for those who aren't in my discord um i had a very sudden unexpected death in the family um so I have a visitation tomorrow and funeral Thursday and I'll be kind of taking the rest of the week to, to decompress and unwind. And, uh, the stress mm-hmm. from that and the added stress from work have got me, uh, not really in the mood to do much streaming this week. So I'll be back next week. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, kind of as a related note, uh, anyone who might be wanting to listen on uh, any of the podcast platforms, I'm not sure exactly when I'll get the, uh, podcast uploaded. I hope probably tomorrow night, later tomorrow night. Um, So, yeah, but... If you did miss any part of the podcast, uh, you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, and some of your other favorites, such as TuneIn or Swoot. Find us on your favorite podcast platform, and if we're not on your specific favorite podcast platform, like you're on some weird one, let me know. I'd love to get us up there for you so we can uh, be in the place you want us to be. Uh, you can also watch the VOD here on my Twitch channel, or you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and watch it there on YouTube. Um, You also can connect with us on Twitter At NTNPod I've been putting out some Twitter polls Trying to get some ideas on what you guys want to hear us talk about um, So go on over there and answer some of those um, Of course you guys can help the show grow by telling your friends Or you can leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice uh, We love the ratings and reviews And let us know what we do wrong and what we do well And um, also let us know how beautiful uh, Ren and Fan are um until then guys we will talk to you (laughs) later uh and we will see you next week bye guys bye everybody hey guys before the show ends i wanted to tell you about a podcast i've been listening to lately it's called games my mom found it's a retro gaming podcast where they give you a review every week i gotta say it's absolutely hilarious a link will be down below in the description